Welcome back to Smell My Whiskey Podcast. This is the first week there's not all four of us because Pat decided he'd go break his Apple Watch and then not join the podcast. So, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. I can fill in for his voice. Hey, guys, I'm Pat. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's kind of perfect. That's kind of perfect. How'd you do that? <laughs> I've been working on it for a long time. What do we need Pat for? God damn it. What are you I paying only, that guy to do? I only like scotch and um, this whiskey's trash. <laughs> Uh yeah, Pat's in Florida for the week or two or something. So yeah, yeah. He said uh F it, I'm not recording, and his karma was that he sent me a video earlier that his Apple Watch no longer turns on. Huh. So he uh went swimming with it and it decided it didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did he need the Apple Watch to be a part of this podcast? He didn't. It was just a fun fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> He actually records all his episodes through his Apple Watch. It's just kind of his thing. That's what I was wondering. I was like, how's it related? That's why Donate he always sounds like ass. <laughs> <laughs> Donate to Pat's first watch. world problems. Yeah, whole... <laughs> if I, I gotta have a Gen 6 watch or, you know, can't do anything. Can't do my podcast. Anyways, gotta make sure that step anyways, is accurate. Oh my god. This week, we have... I kept calling it yellow corn. It's definitely mellow corn. Bottled and bond. Kentucky straight corn whiskey. Clint, you picked a hell of a whiskey. It says it's Kentucky's it finest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got to get this out of the way right now because it's going to bother me. The label feels like a Crayola crayon wax label. That's kind of cool. I like that. Like It literally feels like I'm rubbing against a Crayola crayon. It's really... I don't know I if it's disturbing or that. good. Ooh, for how old this is, I'm not even sure if Crayola crayons were around that long. <laughs> well, how old is the whiskey in general? In general, the brand originated in 1945. Let's see when crayons originated. <laughs> I bet it's before 1945. When were crayons invented? 1903. Oh, oh shit. missed the mark Told just you. a little bit. Well, that's so when it was hip recycle. to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's what's appealing about this very yellow bottle? What do you mean? Like the brand itself, the whole deal. Tell us about this. Tell us the story, Clint. Oh, wrap it oh, up in a bow. Oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't get the social cue there. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Typical. No, no. Um, is uh, from Heaven Hill Distillery, which they started up in 1935. Uh, holy crap! Um, I mean it. It. Like I said, it originated in 1945, which is at the tail end of the World War II. Um, they're actually owned by the Shapira family, which their ancestors were, uh, I believe, Russian immigrants. But uh, an interesting fact is there that the Beam family, uh, like Jim Beam, uh, they were all of their cousins or whatever, their family uh, were basically the master distillers up until recently. So all through the development of Melicorn, um, some other uh, brands that you would know of is like Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, Henry McKenna, Bernheim Wheat, Rittenhouse Rye, Larceny, Old Fitzgerald. I mean, there's well, just... Larceny is a crime, not a drink, but that's fine. Also a drink. There's, uh, I mean, they just have a lot of brands. So, yeah, I mean. I want the public to know that Max laughed at that, but you couldn't hear it over Clint talking. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't think it was as funny. (laughs) It seemed like a poor dad joke. Wow, 
Max it it doesn't Max doesn't have a funny joke. What do you know? <laughs> uh, uh Clint, Clint, click, just waiting for it. <laughs> oh wait, that's that's wrong. That's raw notes. You're there. reading the yeah. garbage I threw in the notes. So we're talking we're talking big parent company here, which kind of is shocking. Granted, this bottle was only thirteen bucks, I think. Fourteen Hot bucks. Damn. This is a little cheapy boy, and I gotta tell you, looking at the bottle, I would have thought, yeah, it's a cheapy boy. It looks pretty bad. Yep. <laughs> it's very yellow. But touch the bottle at least so you know what that feels like. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, it's bottle and bond, mellow corn. It's a hundred proof, uh straight corn whiskey. It does not give an age statement on it. I don't see unless I think you it's know three, Clint. Isn't it three years? I thought it said on the website four years, but I could be wrong. Oh, nope. I think you might be right. I'm looking at it. So four years aged. And then do you know where this distillery is out of? Do I know I guess where? It's just Kentucky, right? Do I know what? Do you know where the distillery where they make this is out of Kentucky? Uh, Bernheim. Well, so they actually had a distillery fire in the 90s at their original location. They moved to the Bernheim location. Um, uh, they're also on the Bardstown campus. Which uh, another whiskey brand you might have heard of is the Bardstown Company. Anyway, kind of rings a bell, but I'm not 100. percent They do blend blends. They they oh, okay, specifically gotcha. blend. Interesting. Right. So you I got guess any, you got any more fun facts about this uh, mega conglomerate corporation, or any facts about this whiskey itself? Uh, yeah, one um, corn whiskey. Is it a bourbon or no? That is what it says in the bottle. Can a corn whiskey be the a bourbon at the same time? Uh, I want to say the answer is yes. No, the answer doesn't is no. it just have to be? Does it just have to be at least fifty percent corn? Uh, it does, bourbon only has to be fifty percent corn, but it has to be aged in new oak barrels. Oh, corn right. whiskey has so to be aged and used oak barrels. Ah, uh, huh. yeah. There you go. Your fun fact of the week. Sorry, John. So it is its own. It is its own complete, distinct type of whiskey, mm-hmm. corn whiskey. Yeah, sure. So there are a lot of competition in this space. That's what I was curious no. about. Not a lot. <laughs> there's, there's like three. They made the rules and they're done. They it's say a lot of it's corn. hot garbage too. <laughs> this is like Texas whiskey all over again. Oh yeah, there's like five of us and we just make the goddamn rules and wait. F don't you. they have? I think they have one. Balcones. Balcones does have one. They have a baby, baby blue corn, or they call See? it baby blue. Look at blue. that. They're part of the trifecta of three perfect corn whiskeys. <laughs> That's their OG too. That baby blue corn, right? Yeah. Yep. That was one of their first. I think that was their first brand they released. Well, there you go. So, they so interesting little sub segment of whiskey, uh, straight corn whiskey. Uh, it doesn't. They don't buy. They don't market this very appealingly if you haven't caught on it's i don't know why anyone ever buy this bottle and i did see online people saying this is good stuff and worth having in your cabinet which i was told to drink it on air for the first time and no one else did that so you know i'll give you my opinion in a little bit uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know though for 13 14 i guess i was expecting a lot worse if that helps yeah that is for sure i was expecting like hot garbage yeah yeah like clint said hot garbage if you told me this was 30 bucks i'd probably murder somebody so <laughs> i don't know we can ease right into the tasting i think uh the the uh 
the alcohol color itself, it's a pretty light it's amber. It's corn colored. Yeah, it's it corn. Is. It's very light. It's definitely it's definitely light in color. Like a um, straw. Pale straw. Yeah, it, that I could definitely go for that. It might be a little tinge from sitting out, but the straw itself, maybe it's a little aged. Oh my! Get a bad. little brown I on it. But did the distiller notes there? <laughs> Clint's Clint just plagiarizing. <laughs> Anyways, so boys, on the nose. How do you feel about it? I don't get much out of it. It's kind of just. It's all right. I mean, it's not offensive, but it's just nothing. Nothing really there. Get some wood and some vanilla. That's about it. I get uh, like a light, crisp, like not a pear per se, but something in that kind of family. It might be the vanilla coming through, but it is definitely like a light crisp that I get. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't find it like, I assume anything that goes 100% in one direction is going to have a lot of faults. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's very offensive at all, which is probably a good thing. I mean, I would think 100% corn would smell a lot worse. I feel I feel like it'd smell a lot more like ethanol straight up. Yeah, I, would, I was expecting something more harsh, but this isn't bad. Uh... I don't know. For the nose, for me, I, there was something, there was something kind of sickly sweet about it. Um, like, yeah. uh, I wouldn't say like don't don't get me wrong. It's it's nothing like new make like the pachin we had. But there there's like a there's like a character of that where it's kind of it's it's definitely all the bad stuff was taken off of it. But it's kind of sickly sweet on the nose um like you wish it was more offensive well i i don't necessarily think i wish it's more offensive it it just kind of maybe it reminds me of like a like a corn syrup or like a like one of those pop syrups where you you know you open one of those pop syrups syrup canisters that goes in the coke machine and spits out coke you know what i mean so it's just like constant yeah concentrated flavor yeah concentrated sickly kind of flavor is what i thought yeah i kind of i see exactly where you're going with that i i it's kind of it's kind of there i get the more of a christmas than like a because i I associate like that that syrupy flavor with much more of a mm, how could i how can i explain it uh you can almost smell the the thickness the viscosity of a syrup yeah and i think this is much sharper so I'm not getting, I'm not all the way in the field that you are, but I see the similarities of that sickly sweet versus kind of a crisper pear. I think there's somewhere in between, like almost like a, a, a caramel apple in that if you let it sit for too long, it gets a little mushy and it gets a little eh. And then if you get one real fresh, it's real crisp and there's much more of that apple flavor. So I think we're kind of in the middle there where it's like a, a good caramel apple versus a bad one. A blend of caramel apple and corn syrup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could be there on that. That's that's pretty good. I'm in. Uh, anyways, fun fact though, right? This is not 100% corn. What the fuck? No, I think it's like 91. It's 90% no. corn and 10% rye and malted barley. Already pissed off. <laughs> oh, I thought the website said 80% corn, 12% malted barley, and Let's 8% see. rye. This review was. This is just. This is not from their website. So this was. Uh, a breakdown I got right off of Google, and this was in 2016. So th- that definitely could be a tweet mm. smash bill that's more current. Okay. It's interesting. Maybe that's how they pulled back some of the harshness. I don't know. I don't pretend to know jack shit, so there we go. <laughs> I can just read the internet. Anyways, let's move on to the taste, which I find that there's more of an ethanol taste here than I 
instead of on the nose. Um, it's a little more offensive than the nose, but it's not overall too aggressive. No, I don't think it's aggressive at all. I definitely uh, get like a lot more of that woody flavor that I think you were talking about on the nose, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then that vanilla as well. I think it's vanilla and wood for me. Yeah. Did would anyone be convinced of it being like banana sweetness? Like um, a dried banana, banana chips? I don't know if I'd go that f- but then again, I don't really like dried bananas, so I don't have a good mm. reference point. It's not something I go for, so See, I read a review that said that and I, I definitely stuck to it. It uh it resonated with me. Hmm. Um, yeah, I I can't I can't <laughs> I can't comment since it's not my kind of food. I I'm not really getting it right now. All right. Well, my my dog is literally having a nightmare in front of me. <laughs> I will say overall though, it's pretty it's pretty light, and that's and I think it's a little airy, and that might be that ethanol that I'm getting. Okay. That alcohol, I, it definitely keeps it light on the tongue though. I don't feel like this is overpowering in a way, and I don't think it's. It's not super assaulting and heavy, so that I just don't feel overburdened by it. So no, it's it might nice be. And light. What was that? Yeah, I think that might be helping its overall profile, and that anything that's negative is being wh- whipped away and and just stays, you know, light, which is really helping the palate a lot. But with that, if you get a bad swig, it is a little aggressive in an ethanol sense. Although it is a hundred proof, and it does not. Doesn't you know, kick I, like a hundred percent. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's you know. It's, you look at something like uh, uh, what did we just have the uh, hundred and three proof? What was that? I already can't remember. My brain is fried. Rare breed was that hundred and three? Oh, Clint. What? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I oh, probably went to let his dog out. I need to yeah. listen. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the rare breed like a hundred and three proof? Uh, I think so. I Somewhere have the bottle there. here. Um, so yeah, I think in comparison to something that's 103 proof and this being 100, they're so close. But this is nowhere near that that you know kick in the mouth that rare breed was, which is pretty yeah. pretty good for 100 proof. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Clint, what do you think? Anything extra on the taste, the palate? Um, Are you listening? No, to both questions. <laughs> <laughs> You're really coming in strong. <laughs> no, I. I don't really have anything to say. I mean, I I just got vanilla and oak, so. Okay. Yeah. I will say this is probably one of the first whiskeys that I kind of enjoyed getting those wood notes on the palate where they weren't really offensive. It like did it in a nice way that it wasn't too much. And yet it was like just enough to obviously get a full taste of it, but like enjoy it at the same time. Because I think I know exactly where you're coming from. I feel like a lot of time those wood notes are associated with... I wouldn't say something negative, but to a more novice drinker, yeah, they come a lot stronger at the end, and they are lasting, and they're like the thing you're going to latch onto. So if a drink is aggressive, that's kind of the the last thing you remember. So I think it kind of sits in your memory as the harsh part. Yeah. And I think they, so they kind of get an unfair rap in that that's the main taste or the main takeaway, and then it's aggressive. So you just say, oh, wood's aggressive. And here it's not doing that same thing. So it's it's really nice. I do I do think the wood flavor here is good. Yeah. Um, on to the finish. I, I think personally it's the least of the three, uh, the, the nose palette and finish. I think it's the worst of the three, but not in terms of it being bad. I think it has a decent amount of linger in your throat. I think it's got, uh, it's not really like, there's not a lot going on, but I think that vanilla pulls through. 
Yeah, I would say that carries through. Maybe finishes with that that wood, that oaky taste, but I th- I really like the draw on it. It goes down pretty well, and it lasts for a considerable amount of time, considering some of the things we've had recently. Do you get like a like a buttery, buttery, milky kind of thing on the end? No. Nope, 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 nope. Not even close. You were, you were doing good. Yeah, you were good with, do you get a, and then you just broke, your brain kind of broke. Well, <laughs> I think you well, o- you overcomplicated it. Let's, let's, let's circle back. What it, milky, what? Oh. I find it super light. I find it, it's like water. It go like, it, it flows that way. It doesn't have like an oiliness. I don't find it thick. I find it considerably, you know, comparable to water. Um, which is kind of nice. Uh, and yeah, I think that the, 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 the amount of time it stays on the tongue and the, and the mouth is a pretty big positive to me. I don't think the flavors are that complex and I don't think that the finish is strong in that sense, but I really dig the amount of time that it, it sits around. I would say it seems like the finish is like, it's not its own unique flavor. It's just kind of like a ripple effect of the palate and for how long it lasts, I think it's nice that it doesn't try and stand out. It kind of just keeps the vibe going and tapers off. Yeah, if that it, makes sense. I think it does. I think it does enough for what it's doing. It does. It, I think what's nice is it doesn't ruin it. It doesn't yeah. take it down this alley of like I like this part. I, I was okay with this part, and then this ruined it. I think this tapers it off nicely, and at least sets a baseline of like I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> I right, got to see. Exactly. I got to see plus. I passed later, bitches. i think that's perfect i'm pretty happy with that um clint do you want to do you got anything else to say about the milkiness i gave you enough time to stall no it it was a dumb idea (laughs) that's fine (laughs) this just in my wife decided to sneak up here and hand me popcorn who is gonna eat popcorn while they're recording podcasts the worst literally she wants she really wants to fuck this episode up apparently (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh fucking a well i will not eat that on a recording oh God. wait let's get let's get one crunch nope can't do it, it would be like. come on a little bit that. of asmr yeah. that's illegal <laughs> that's illegal anyways boys let's move in where are we talked about how we like the the, the on the nose the palate the taste uh i guess we got to rate this guy oh, and oh, 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 uh oh, remember yeah, we do Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 I just got a text from Pat. Oh, this just in. Notes from Pat. Live reporting from the field. First off, he says he's okay. He's not dead. Just his Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, he's got his tasting notes here. All right, hit us. He got. I hope he broke it down by sections. Uh, So, nose. Are you going to do the Pat voice? I don't know how. I don't know how to sound so bland. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, geez, Louise. No. Oh, God. All right. So let's give it to us. What does Pat think about the nose? Uh, Nose, he's got caramel burnt sugar. No, he's wrong. He's thinking. It's not bad. He's thinking corn syrup, too. Okay. Oh. I can't really, I can't really argue with him because he's not here. I just feel like that gives me more of a the burnt sugar gives me more of like a gritty taste. Like I'm thinking a grit on that or something much more like rock candy, you know, kind of like the granulars of a burnt sugar. I'm thinking about that texture and it just does not pair well with this. Maybe I'm sure you can pull the the flavor out, but it's giving me a bad mental image of what's going on. 
for this okay. flavor profile. Okay. His last note on the nose I find really interesting. He's got candy corn. Ooh. It does have corn in the name. It fits. <laughs> I, maybe it's just the I yellow. Thinking... Maybe it's just the yellow part of the candy corn. You you chop that off and eat it and it tastes like this. <laughs> I hate candy corn and I I think that sickly sweet note might be that. Yeah. I do I'm... hate candy corn. T- well, I don't hate it. I can eat about one piece and I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I'm good for one. Although, I just figured out what the label is made of. It must be candy corn. (laughs) Wait, lick it. Have you tried licking it? No, I refuse to do that, too. (laughs) It's COVID. Um, All right. Any more hot? He's got any more hot notes? I don't need any of the fluff. He's got hot notes in there. I like like the the candy corn. That's that's not bad. On the palate, he agrees with the vanilla. He thinks it's a little sweeter. Uh, He didn't have any wood notes. Um, finish corn cob. What the fuck is that? And a butt. What? Pat is a new Clint. <laughs> fuck, he's not even here to roast him. This is garbage. <laughs> what do you this mean, guys? I'm here. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's got okay. corn cob listed. Well, here, let's do this. Mean? Let's let Pat lead off at bat. Did he give it a score? Uh, oh, <laughs> that might be the most controversial thing yet. I never know. Uh, <laughs> Clint, just give me the fucking number. He's considering a six. Okay, now he's dead. That's it. Nope, it ain't a six. <laughs> That's not even Pat talking. It ain't a six. Right yeah, Pat's just fucking around because he's not here. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's I was, what he's I saying. was. Look, I was gonna say I could really see you guys argue enough that I say it's maybe a five. Okay, I I'm in a solid four, mostly mm-hmm. the same way that I trash about Kone's because it's way too expensive for a 18 month whiskey for something that's aged for four years. Now, granted, it's probably just like runoff from everything else they produce. Like, well, maybe not because it's heavy corn. So actually, how could they even do that? They'd have to special make they this. Don't. It can't be something. The mash is yeah, different. This is its exactly own this product. mash. This mash is so aggressive in corn that there's not even like. Oh, we took the bad ones and put it over here. So I think a four-year age at 13, I've seen people say you get it for 12, at $12, at $14. It's really good for 14 bucks. I don't know, because of that price you know, there's point, like, I'm almost considering a six along with them. No, I can't I, I think I am. I think I am. Max is saying no, because he doesn't want to have to debate this. No, I, I, I think I I'll debate it. I'll debate it all day. I'm saying that there's just... Like, this is not a thing that, like, you have to have or have to try. It's a thing that you probably have to have in your bar because it's so cheap and gets you a decent price line. I think it's an easy thing to share, bring, gift, whatever. But I don't think it's going to win any kind of, like, like contest between other bottles. Because I'd much rather spend $30 on something that's, like, executively good or 35 and is a resounding six, where this is like, it's very good for its price point, but it's not like well, exceptional I in my opinion. I think we gotta, I mean, I guess we won't know until we throw other corn whiskeys at it, because this is the first corn whiskey we've reviewed. It's just kind of its own thing, but yeah, it, I mean, it seemed just, like a really good start. Like, yeah, I, like, I think I it's a good it. start. I just think it's still rough around the edges in a lot of spots, and it does show through if you're looking. You know, the... It doesn't have a lot of depth in any category. It's it's light in all categories in terms of flavor profiles. There's like maybe two or three things you're gonna pick out, which is fine for twelve bucks. But I think it's sitting pretty fair in in its lane. 
it, I mean, it's probably excelling in its lane, which easily gets it that four for me. And that's why it could be argued to a five. But I, think I don't think it's exceptional enough to say, hey, you have to try this. I, I think it's punching way above its belt. In terms, of I do too. That's why I gave it. A, that's why sure. I could go to all the way to a five. Way above its belt. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I'm, I'm going five. Yeah, I'm. I'm at a five. Which one? Fuck. What was our rules on this? Uh, Shit. Pat's not here. <laughs> we're we're <sighs> Guys, the a one is you begins. pour it down the drain. A no, two but... <laughs> is just. Uh, I forget what a two is. It's, uh, we had a, a score. What was it? Was it? Do you just have to score a little bit of trumpet? Twenty-two. <laughs> I think Trump did kind of sneak in there at the end. <laughs> so are you just waiting on I gotta, my review? I'm, I got, I'm, no, I'm texting Pat real quick and saying, hey, Pat, what was the minimum score you had to achieve to be on the six list? Because it was, oh, we had a minimum score that if did. there's at least, we hit this number, which I think it was 21. And if that's true, then this will go on our list. Because oh, that will be yeah. at 22. That sidebar rule we made. Yeah, we have ru- we have rules, boys. I don't forget these things. I didn't write it down, so I don't fucking know. I don't remember what episode. What episode was that? I think that was that, that was, was the that was the uh, Four Roses episode. We decided it, and also it's well, I got to find that old recording. Anyways, so yeah, Clint, give us our review, and I'll see what Pat comes back with. Uh, you know what? Just just for the fun of it, I'll stick with the six because I really think it's punching way above its weight. Okay, Clint, I don't want to make fun the of argument. it. I want to know for the truth of it. Is it a six to you? Uh, it's. I don't care either way. You could go either way. It's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. Six. Okay, there you go. That's fine. <clears throat> I think it's just punching way above its belt. And if you want to try it, it's, it's a fantastic, I mean, absolutely fantastic look at it. So. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty cool that you can get something this quality. This these are the kind of things I love to find that we've tried now, and it makes you want to try cheaper cheaper whiskeys. There's obviously the things that'll turn you off, and it's much easier to get kind of shit on in the low price tier because there's a lot of shit to wade through. But when you find a bottle that punches above its weight class, even if you spent I don't know probably like ten bottles and spent 120 bucks on bad whiskey, you find mm-hmm. one bottle in that, and you'll feel so like your resolve will be boosted to a point where you're like oh fuck this is the right way to do it but you just buy one bad expensive bottle and you're really really shitty i mean so it's pretty pretty interesting i think the dynamic there it's like the gambler's addiction curve the other thing with all the brands that heaven hill has i mean it makes me excited to try more this is our first heaven hill product that we've tried i think and i'm kind of excited to try some of their other stuff just based it's gonna off be this. A let, it's going to be a letdown when we buy a $100 bottle from them and it's bad. Well, maybe. But we'll get to that point when we get to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, overall, though, I'm, I'm very happy. Now, to be fair, I did say I could go to a five, but I'm no one's argued a point that makes me happy with it, so I'm still at a four. I think the value is really good, but I don't think there's anything that we've talked about that empowers the whiskey further to make me want to rate it higher. So I think it's exceptional at the price. I think it's definitely worth the buy. I don't think you're going to be upset about it. I think you're going to, you could easily have this in your bar. It might not be your go-to. It might not be your, you know, special occasion, but it's definitely going to be like, I want to have a drink tonight. I don't really care. I'm going to have this, or you won't feel bad if you drink through something expensive and your, your bar's a little empty and this is left sitting there. No problem. You're going to be pretty happy with it. And you also won't be upset if your friends come over and you bust this bottle out and you drink the whole thing because wow, that was still the cheapest night of drinking you could really go for. Yeah. And everyone had a really, really good time. So 
uh, and even and at 100 proof, it's still that's dang, you're getting some value there. Bang for your buck is huge for this one. I yeah. I wrote down it's just it's not offensive and it goes down easy. Plus for less than 20 bucks, like you really can't get a better deal, and it's not complicated, but that's okay. That was just my string of thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure this is like the perfect storm of corn is cheap, so they can make it for relatively cheap, and then they've they just have great distillers. And it's in. I wanna. I'm not sure how the bottled and bond plays in because I'm assuming it's bottled and bond mainly because of limitations on why would they make this in a million places? Why would they have? You know, they probably got one expert craftsman that makes this. They don't really have a bunch of you know, locations that are making this. So I think a lot of the prerequisites to be bottled in bond are kind of fulfilled by the fact that it's not a high, it's, it's not a high production product. It's not their main seller. It's not probably their margin maker, all that good stuff. Um, but it is cool. A, a nice little added marketing, uh, dealio, um, that, that almost pushes the, the marketing leverage over to be like, cause I feel like bottled in bond is always it's typically that, oh, it's a special thing or, you know, there's a whole bunch of regulation around it. So it costs more. And I think that they kind of have played the whole gambit to kind of perfect storm it so that it's great marketing, great price and still a great taste. Yeah. So I can tell you where they definitely skip quality. And that is the bottle itself. <laughs> because twist off cap, the wor- they probably buy all the residual garbage plastic from China that's just yellow and they just use that. Uh the the label doesn't feel low quality, but I have to assume it's low quality. It's just like a bad vinyl sticker. And then the glass itself is terrible. Why like is that? there's so many imperfections and like manufacturing marks and split lines and just impurities all over this bottle. <laughs> it is it is the worst quality glass I've seen so far in a bottle. Oh my god. Um, but, but overall the shape is it's a pretty standard, you know, like a, a I would almost say a tall neck wine bottle um kind of the same as that dickel bottle we had uh i mean also kind of relatable to like a an irish whiskey bottle it's just clear clear glass um but yeah man the imperfections are everywhere in this thing there's just all kinds of fatigue lines and manufacturing lines you can see the the uh injection lines or injection bosses all over it it's that's where they cut the largest corner, which I 100% agree. That's the perfect place to cut a corner in a drink. And I don't know why more companies don't cut down the bottom line and cut the bottle quality and then up the out the actual liquor quality itself. Right. It's it's kind of becoming my pet peeve of this bottle looks fantastic and it houses something trash inside or just not up to par with what you have. So it's it's really upsetting that they do those kinds of things when it's an easy place to improve. So how do you rate the bottle? Uh, I actually put this right with the Dickel bottle. I think it's mostly a for show type of bottle, mm-hmm. not in terms of like the Dickel bottle is more of like a play on the Tabasco sauce bottle. Um, right. But I, I find this to be relatively okay in general. It stands out in a crowd of bottles, which is nice. It takes a generic shape of a bottle, but does something different with it. With the, you know, it's got the all yellow, obviously for the corn. It's got little green accents for for the shucking for the shuck. Is that what you call it? That's what you shuck husk. on it. The husk that you got, the husk of the corn. So I mean, it's got a decent thing. It's got it's got an old time uh, style uh, calligraphy on it, which is fine. Uh, one th- another thing I really don't like though is there's not a lot of information on the bottle in terms of what's going on. 
you know, no aging. It's it's mostly selling up the proof and then the location, but not much more. There's no heritage on it. There's no information in that regards. So it's kind of like a, do I want to say a redneck bottling kind of deal? Or just like, hey, we got this mellow corn and it's this proof and <laughs> bottle and bond. It's like, it's like flashing the, like, it's flashing the things that are not necessarily the high points to someone who is a connoisseur, but to someone who's like, let's smash a hundred proof bottle. They're right. kind of getting that vibe. So they're playing up to their demographic, which is fine. I think they're doing the right thing in terms of marketing to all the right segments that, you know, they don't care about the glass quality. They don't care about, uh, the, the overall marketing itself that like, they've, they've targeted the marketing correctly. You know, it's just not a thing. They, they target a price. And the taste is fine, and the proof, which is probably what they're, you know, what their mark is for. So, but overall, yeah, I, I put this right with the the Dickel bottle, uh, just under. So it says at number thirteen on the list, and I think actually it, it bumps itself up because I think it's playing to its strengths and not trying to upsell something that's not worth its time. So, right. but yeah, you see, the, if you were comparing it just on a shelf and looking at this bottle, you'd be like, man, they really don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the opposite. I bet something like this where they've actively thought about what corners to cut they probably care a lot more about this product and how it sells and how it's you know distributed because they do that i kind of yeah i kind of dig that style especially yeah. for a bottle that's going for cheaper exactly they like target their market because per- there's probably a guy who's like why don't we just make this bottle nice well because we have to sell it for 14 dollars a bottle instead of 12 or 13 and it's like yeah. well that's why would i do that there's just no reason it's so almost they, like they've come this far. Like you might as well steer into the opposite end of like we're not going to give a shit about the bottle at all. Yeah, ride that wave all the way through. So I think they've mm-hmm. done a great job in in going for that price structure and hitting it and, and grand slamming it. So you know they get points for that in general. With but but yeah, I mean the bottle itself is just it's kind of a clown fiesta over here. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a fun fact this week, but I do have a fun story. All right. So I was walking my dog and. It was like 4 p.m. I passed by this house with some garbage outside on the like lawn ready to go trash. And there's a bourbon barrel sitting there, like an old whiskey barrel, full of like made of wood, everything. And I'm like, oh man, either this is trash. What was what? that? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. <laughs> Anyway, Chronicles of Clint. (laughs) So I passed by this whiskey barrel. It's 4 p.m. The garage is open to the house that it was like, like it had it out. I was like, oh, maybe they're just like cleaning out the garage or something. I'll just walk by, like continue onward. I'll come back at night and see if it's still here. So I go for a stroll at like 10 p.m. It's pitch black outside and the bourbon barrel or whiskey barrel is still sitting there. And I was like, I'm going to take this thing. It's like the house is five houses down for me. And... I get to the thing. The barrel is heavy as fuck to begin with. I don't think they're supposed to be, but it was like filled with this sandy like sort of substance that I could hear if I kind of tipped the barrel back and forth. And I'm like, okay, so I can't carry this giant barrel back home with me. So I flip it on its side and I just start wheeling it down the sidewalk. Oh my God. So you stole someone's barrel full of sand. Well, that was trash. It was sitting there with a bunch of other trash. Didn't move throughout the day. I was like, okay, so this is meant to be trash so i'm wheeling it down this like sidewalk i get down one more driveway like from the length of one driveway to the next 
And I, this barrel is like falling apart in front of me. The metal rings that kind of hold it together are like bouncing off the thing, like just rattling. That's why it's in the trash. Stuff is spilling out of it, like this sandy, gritty stuff. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I'm going to take this. I don't know. So what you left this it is. in the middle of the street, probably. No, I wheeled it back like a good neighbor. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay. Your funny story wasn't that funny. No, it wasn't funny, but it was a fun experience. Oh, anyways, boys, you got any more comments on this mellow corn? Pack off back to me. He doesn't have a fucking clue what the score is, so we're going to have to look <laughs> that up. Report back next week if we this guy deems itself worthy to go on our six list. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. No, I got nothing else. All right. Well, uh, I guess that'll wrap it for this week. Do we know what we're doing next week? Uh, Are we starting our new series next week? No, it's one more random bottle. New Rift Single Barrel. Ah, correct. It is Pat's new riff, Single Barrel, so he'll have to come prepared to talk about that next week. Um, so, yeah, you can uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment. Uh, send us an email, smellmywhiskey at gmail.com with an E. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, smellmywhiskey. We're on Twitter as well. Uh, Pat is nowhere to be found, so don't worry about him. Clint, you get any more? You get 34 strikes this week? Yeah, well, it's ninth and bullshit anyway, so no one's counting. Anyways, John, you still doing some artwork, or are you too busy working now? Too busy working now. It's eh, a sad that's life. That's the life. That's the life. You can follow me on Twitter at Max Kobe, uh, K-O-B-I. Uh, other than that, I think we're just 4 e It's trying to view whiskey. We'll see you next week. This is Pat signing off. Cheers. <laughs> kind of sounds like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs>